Blog Talk Radio. coming to you live this evening from Houston, Texas at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, or get reminders of upcoming shows. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can telephone or you can call us using Skype. I also offer a free email newsletter I want to remind you about. It's about metaphysics, spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this free newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you'll go to hotpinklotus.com. I don't share email addresses because your privacy is important. The reason we're having a 7 p.m. show and we normally have a 9 a.m. Friday show is that this is a very important weekend and I wanted to draw some attention to it. This is the weekend uh, called the Consciousness Convergence and um, this is part of the Mayan calendar. It's about us. It's about the creation of the universe being affected by nine waves and are entering the ninth and final wave. Um, meaning that we are ending the eighth wave and we're activating uh, the highest level, which is to cap off the evolution of this universe. The ninth level of the universe is designed to generate unity consciousness. The manifestation of this consciousness is brought about by this ninth level and it requires an intention on the part of the human beings who step up to co-create this. And that's this weekend that this this convergence begins, this ninth wave begins. And um, it, it, there's been, uh, and I'm going to uh, read to you now from the uh, website of Carl Johan Kalaman, who's a scientist who's devoted a great deal of time and energy to studying the Mayan calendar. And uh, what he's saying is that uh, in recent years, there's been a really increased intent in the Mayan calendar interest, increased interest in the Mayan calendar, and especially in its end. And so many ask what this tells us about the future. Surprisingly, many people ask this question as if the answer has nothing to do with themselves or the choices that they make. Few seem to have considered that the fulfillment of the cosmic plan will require them to step up to the role of co-creators with this divine plan. This is not to say that human beings can just create anything they want. At any point in time, the waves of consciousness brought by the Mayan calendar still defines the framework of our existence and what we may or may not be able to create in a given era, yet only the creativity that is consistent with a new wave will be favored, and this will again be evident as we enter the ninth and highest wave of the Mayan calendar system. It is thus pertinent to ask what consciousness the ninth wave will create and what it will require of us to be able to step up to becoming co-creators with this wave. And it's only been recently, and this is me speaking now, it's only been recently in the last... um, I would say the last five or ten years that anyone's ever that people have begun to even talk about the fact that we can be co-creators in this universe, and that we can be um, 
that what we are attempting to uh to create is um is relevant and that we have this kind of power. I'm going to open the line to uh my co-host Becky who is uh calling in from Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. Hi Becky. Hi Lois, good evening. Good evening. So have you felt the energy this weekend? Um, I have. It's affected me with um, a lot of, um, I've gone from manic to lethargic. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. You know, I'm also teaching a class this weekend, and I know you're doing a lot of catch-up with some of your work this weekend. Um, And I I was kind of wired this morning, and now I'm just like, I feel like somebody let the air out of my tire. I am a tire and the air is out. (laughs) (laughs) And I found myself mid-afternoon saying, I just have to put everything on hold right now because I need to sleep. Yeah, I hear that. a big power nap. I I had one, yeah, starting at about 6.15 and set a little alarm to wake myself back up. And uh, I'm not sure... um, I thought at first it was about the class I'm teaching and then I'd gotten worked on a bit, but I'm feeling now uh, that it's this energy and that this energy is um, in the process of adjusting to a new energetic frequency. Our bodies have to go through some shifts, and I think it's it's not always that easy. (laughs) Simple maybe in theory, but not easy. Exactly. Yeah. So um, back to what Kalaman's saying, it's like he keeps reinforcing that there's nothing in uh, the this calendar that says that there's an, that the world's coming to an end. Um, but right. But that this is the end of a uh, a phase and the beginning of a new one. Well, in which, like many things in life, it's cycle in and out. It's the end of one, the beginning of another. So mm-hmm. um, the gift of the next one is very exciting because it's a universal and it's the unity consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very exciting time. Yeah, and uh, let's see. What he says is that at this point in time, the nine-step entity, Balon, B-O-L-O-N, Yukti, Y-O-O-K-T-E, will descend, and that what that means is, in more straight language, is that a combination of nine cosmic forces or nine wave movements will simultaneously manifest fully. But that doesn't mean an end of the world. What it means is that the calendar system is about a completion or fulfillment of evolutionary processes that have been going on from the beginning of time and led the world to what it is today. Wow. So, uh uh-huh. Nine steps, and we've just gotten up to the ninth step Isn't and the, uh, yes the number of completion mm-hmm. shifting to so. unity consciousness and that people need to step forth and set an intention yes. so that's what i'm doing right now is setting forth an intention <laughs> and what and so part of that intention has got to be that some of us intentionally and consciously decide that we're going to be part of this and that we're not letting it happen accidentally, but we're going to um, step into our responsibility that we probably, and I sense that I was one of those people that agreed to step into at this time. 
Yes, I feel the same nudge, and it's, I think it's a, it's a choice. It's a conscious choice so that we mm-hmm. can step fully into the co-creatorship that you had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and um, be responsible, be compassionate, and um, help a sister out mm-hmm. or a brother. Yep, yep. So this is about enlightened unity consciousness. So uh, this is, it's like this is why I get upset with people who do things like forward things without reading them fully. Like uh, case in point would be those fear-based um, videos about the. Uh, there was so much controversy about that about uh, negative outcomes for the whole thing with the oil spill in the Gulf. Right. Um, yeah. We have to take responsibility. It's no no longer okay to say, "Well, I didn't know any better," or "I didn't know you're supposed to do that." It's yeah. or what can I do? What can I do? Well, you can um, act out of love rather uh-huh. than go into the fear and be part mm-hmm. of the solution rather than adding to the problem. That you know, there's so many people who aren't awake and are just terrified because their whole way of life is ending and. You know, it's the end of this calendar. It's the end of this phase, and now it's time for everyone to come together in unity. I think it's very appropriate. We have a lot of things ending and so many new things beginning now. Yeah, and the thing is, if people don't step into um, being a, let's see, spiritual grown-up and taking more (laughs) (laughs) taking spiritual big girl panties. <laughs> or big boy bridges. <laughs> yeah, I big boy. Yeah, I, I do seem to be a bit skewed tonight toward the feminine aspect. I I don't know why. My apologies well, to our male listeners. Well, it's not intentional. The, yeah, we yeah we first of all we think about panties because that's what we wear. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's time to take responsibility for your actions as a full grown. In other words, I don't care if you're. 28 or 68, we're all equal at this point in time in terms of needing to shoulder, you know, put your um, your shoulder to the stu- to the wheel, you know, and um, and be responsible. So that means not scaring other people because the thing is, what you what you're conscious of manifests, and we need to join together in being careful what we're manifesting. Absolutely. So we need to take responsibility and not get into fear or get other people into fear. And to stay in love and um, and bring about that which we want, not what we don't want. I remember one time I uh, there had been a prophecy that I was going to meet a certain person and I met about three people and I thought, hmm, which one is it? And I heard a voice in my head that said, focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. And I immediately then knew which one it was. I went, oh, yeah, I want that one. <laughs> so I, I've remembered that one ever since, that you focus on what you want, not what, on what you don't want. So if you don't want some sort of nightmare ending, you focus on the fairy tale, wonderful, perfect, beautiful ending that you do want. And I think that's what unity consciousness is about, mm-hmm. everyone deciding to do that. So I pledge myself and my consciousness to doing exactly that. Awesome. I'm with you. And so, what else do we want to talk about? Well, 
How would that man? What do you see the uh, this whole new era of manifesting? What would that look like to you? Oh, just sunshine and daffodils. <laughs> well, cats and happy days and swimming. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I'm just being facetious, but um, you know I, what I've I've been saying recently, and I I don't know where it's coming from, but. I think part of what's going to happen in terms of between now and the magical date toward the end of 2012 is that people are going to become more and more conscious mm-hmm. of things they couldn't, they're going to see things they couldn't see before, hear well, I things. I think that's already happening. Uh-huh, they're waking up. Yes, they are. They are. They're um, Interestingly enough, we had a... Um, there was a lady I met, she's probably in her mid-50s, kids raised. Um, she's in a happy relationship, financially secure. Well, he's happy. She doesn't. He doesn't understand why she's not. And she's like, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. And she's just waking up. She's just open to any idea, non-judgmental, and she's just really seeking. And at the mm-hmm. same time, she has her foot in the old with this relationship and this man who treats her well and the father of her kids and um he's not choosing to wake up he doesn't he's happy this is you know it's retirement time and now we get to chill out and she's like no we we have something to do there's there's more out here and she's really feeling this call and it was so refreshing to know it's like we've been told people are waking up but now they're starting to show up in my field they're starting to pop up at the grocery store and um, at the gas station, just somebody making comments, um, mm-hmm. maybe seeking a little validation that they're not going crazy. So it's almost like the ancient sign where they used to draw the fish and the, the symbol of the fish in the sand to denote mm-hmm. whether or not they were Christian. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's some type of a nonverbal sign or some type of unspoken language that people are seeing to kind of acknowledge each other. I, I, that sounds crazy, I know. but No, I don't think it does. I think it. Um, I think that we're beginning to recognize something in each other's energy fields. It's a feeling, a sense. But what I'm, so. what I'm predicting, is that people are going to start seeing uh, etheric things, things that aren't supposed to be there, like ghosts and angels and aliens. Oh my! And they're going to. I mean, I think that's what partly what this awakening is about. Is people are going to start actually seeing things yes. that well, you're not I, supposed to be able to see. Well, or that they've always been told that they're crazy if they see it. And they don't want to say anything because someone's going to put them in a straitjacket someplace. And, yeah. But if look at the TV shows that are coming on with mm-hmm. um, the medium and um, the ghost whisperer and things that are starting to go mainstream. People are open to this idea and um, talking about it more. And they're seeing shadows. I mean, I've been seeing shadows in my peripheral vision for years. Mm-hmm. And I just know it's another dimension. It's, I've come to know, it's like, oh, it's another dimension. I can't focus in there yet. I'm not really exactly sure what I'm seeing, but it's, you know, I'm not going crazy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that when the masses, and meaning every everybody, begins to see... Uh, all these things that they've heard other people can see but thought they were nuts. Because mm-hmm. that's part of what the the um, 
the powers that be don't want us to awaken in that way. They don't want the masses to awaken in that way, and so that's why they've made it. Um, they've used the media over a very long period of time to uh, make us all think we're crazy if we see things that they don't want us to see. Yes. And I think we're going to start hearing things that, um, you know... Well, you know, we're, walking... our heads aren't buried in the sand. We all know people who have had experiences or heard of things, and, and, the, and the powers that be can deny it all they want, but we're sitting back here saying, come on. Come on, you know, you really expect us to keep on buying the same old song and dance. Mm-hmm. There's so much evidence to the contrary. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, alien contact, for one. I mean, they're the ones that you can actually see with your eyes, and then they're the ones that you you can, you, you're aware that they're there, but mm-hmm. you have to close your eyes so that you can see with your third eye to know that they're there. And I think that more and more people are going to be acknowledging that kind of thing. And um, I think, though, my guess is that the ETs will do more of this during people's sleep time to plant the seeds so they don't totally freak us out. I think when they choose to appear to people, it's people that are open to that and not going to wig out or have some type of psychotic break or something. <laughs> That's just yeah. my feeling that they kind of planting these seeds and mm-hmm. paving the way gently, as gently as they can, because it's coming. It's very, it's, well, it's already here. Yeah. And um, one of the things I want to set my intention for is that we should be able, as a in unity, to um, hold each other up and reinforce each other's reality that is shifting, that yeah. our... Uh, the convergence of all of evolution is coming together to allow us to be multidimensional beings once again. And that means seeing things that you're not supposed to be able to see, hearing things you're not supposed to be able to hear, and so on. And, well, and um, that, Yeah, and that helps us live a happier, more fulfilling life. There's a lot of information on those realms, a lot of good stuff out there. So if we use our discernment, you know, we can just sail on through all of these bad times and um, you know things are not always as they seem mm-hmm. and it's also important when your energy is shifting to get it balanced yes you know if I feel for people who don't know about energy medicine who don't know that you can go to a, a practitioner and get things like um, Reiki done or body talk or electromagnetic field balancing or um or even just simple techniques, there's so much online, you know, what resonates with you. Because there are things that they can teach themselves at home through diagrams and YouTube videos. There's so much out there. And mm-hmm. just taking the time to get one good grounding technique under their belt, can just, it can shift your entire day in 30 seconds. So. Yeah, like what is the name of that one that you can download the manual for free? Oh, um, emotional freedom technique. Yeah, EFT. That's the, tapping, the meridian tapping. Yeah, yeah. And, you can t- you can do the basic course for free online. They'll let you download the whole thing. Yep. EF is in Frank T is in Thomas. Just Google emotional that. Freedom technique. Yeah. Um, it's also called meridian tapping um, because it uses the pressure points, and that's done with energy intent. You set your intent, and you just more or less reprogram yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And so getting used to that, um, yeah, you can clear out all kinds of things of your energy field by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so. some things need the help of other people. But Oh, absolutely. It's just like a doctor. You know, I can put a Band-Aid on my finger because it's bleeding and I don't need stitches and okay, this is, it's not that bad, but trust me, if um, I need stitches or whatever, I'm going to the doctor. I'm not going to try to fix it myself. And it's the same with energy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotional, um, there's an emotional aspect. Oh, there's so many layers to it. Yeah, there's an emotional release that goes on as your energy right. field begins to shift, and sometimes you really do need another person to help you out with it. Well, you it. need someone to hold the space. So mm-hmm. that you can process, because the universal energy comes into balance. Your guides, your, you know, there's a myriad of people on the other side to help process, and the help of a facilitator just holds the space and channels that energy to where your own body tells you where it needs to go. So, mm-hmm. um, but the intent of two people and someone holding that safe, sacred space is critical. Miracles happen. Mm-hmm. And, and holding again, that. And holding this space in a non-judgmental way. It's very important Absolutely. to have someone who's neutral there to to uh, witness. And, well, uh, maybe that's what we're doing here tonight is holding a space for that unity consciousness to come together. I know there are groups all over the world having ceremonies today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We also have a grand cross going on in the sky. We have, you know, just Seriously. two eclipses. Pardon me? Really? Talk about that. Well, I know just enough to be dangerous, but we've been, like, after the eclipses or during the same time frame, it's a great big grand cross, a T-square alignment. The last one we had was in 1999. So if you can imagine where you were then, did anything pivotal happen in that year? Um, Because that's what set it all in motion, and it's coming back full circle. So... Um, that's there going on at the same time, and we're about ready to go into the Lion's Gate with Sirius B, the alignment with Sirius B here in a week or so. Really? Really. <laughs> Tell me I mean, about that. You're the ones chatting with the uh, Syrians there. <laughs> they right. fill in you in. This oh, is no, true, but guys. I'm, yeah. I'm very aware that in August we can see, um, from where I live in Texas, we can see... In August, it's the only time we can see Sirius in the sky. Ah. Well, so. it might, well, I just know, uh, let me see. I, like I said, I know just enough to be um, dangerous, but my understanding is the Dogon, I call them the Dogon tribe, D-O-G-O-N in Africa. Dogon, yeah. They, had, they found their um, civilization, when they uncovered it, they realized that they had this amazing astrological configuration, and they figured out that it was um, Sirius B. Well, it relates to the Egyptian time. Well, now it does. The Egyptians, that's when they would like the Nile would flood, and um, it was a time of fertility. But it's like July 23rd through August 8th or something. Boy, if there's any astrologers out there, I'm going to apologize in advance. But um, if you want to look it up, there's there's a lot of information, but it's a window, and that's the only time the Egyptians would, like, bury and tomb their dead. That's when people got married, celebrations. It was that because that was um, they had the power of, of Sirius B. Hmm. The only time they could see it, too. So it had to do with a lot of their rituals and rites, and um, it's called the Lion's Gate. Well, it goes into Leo. So. Well, that's interesting because Cairo's on the same parallel as Houston. 
Huh. Well. And I think, you know, Atlanta's not very far off of that parallel. But so, okay, I'm going to go into Google and and Google Lion. Same thing right now because I probably really messed that up. <laughs> well, Lionsgate. Yeah. And it doesn't have to do with the um, oh, see, the walls of Jerusalem. That's the Hebrew. Well, I typed in, oh, if I could type in Sirius instead of Darius. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. The opening of the Lion's Gate, Portal to Higher Consciousness. I think that sounds good. Let's read this. It is the opening of the Lion's Gate, Archangel Michael through Celia Finn. That's the first one that's here. Yeah, yeah. She talks about it a lot. The annual opening of the Sirius Gate, known as the Lion's Gate. I'm going to read from this. It's uh, okay. starchildglobal.com. This year the energies of the Sirius Gate are extremely powerful and will be the engine for major transformation on the planet. So after your wonderful work of holding the balance in June, you're now asked to accept your rewards, as it were. The planet is ready to receive the energies that will lift your consciousness consciousness into the higher harmonics of multidimensional being. The planet is ready to begin manifesting the reality of a fifth and sixth dimensional society. Dearest light workers, we ask you to be very focused in this month of July. Focus your intention on holding the vision of the new earth. Focus on balance, unconditional love and acceptance, on peace and joy as your future as a planet. Then as you feel the waves of transformative stellar energy washing through you, you'll be empowered to use this energy for its highest purpose, your own transformation to a new level of divine consciousness. Mm-hmm. The triple seven vortex begins uh, energy shifts for July begin on the 6th of July as the new moon opens a new lunar cycle. Uh, let's see if she says anything about Let's talk. Let's read some more about the opening of the Lion's Gate. It's the most powerful stargate that activates Earth's energy field, known to the ancient Egyptians, and they celebrated their new year about the 26th of July. This is when that next uh, full moon is. The celebration was marked in the skies by the heliacal rising of Sirius. This is the time when Sirius rises in conjunction with the early morning sun. It is visible as a bright star as the sun rises. It was an alignment of the sun and Sirius that was understood to be the herald for new life and abundance in Egypt, for it occurred in conjunction also with the rising of the Nile River, which brought annual floods and produced food and crops for the people of Egypt. Interesting. I'd never heard it called the the Lion's Gate before. Hmm. Very interesting. It is. So, well, let's open the line. We've got a caller who wants to ask a question. Let's open in the line and see what's what's going on. Hi. Is this 562 area code? Can you hear me? Did you have a question? No, apparently not. They didn't say anything. That's okay. Um, so... There's what do a you whole know? Lot going on yeah. Right now. So, what do you know about Sirius? Um, 
I find it interesting that it's called Serious B when we're always saying, be serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's, it there are three. There's, <laughs> it's a triune star, A, B, and C. But okay. Serious B is the one that uh, the well, star B. Because there's two of them and one. Well, there are oh three of God, them. Oh, okay. Try A, B, and C. Um, so, um, well, I've got somebody else here who's got their hand up that if you hit the one after you call me, your hand is raised. So I'm going to open the line, area code 305. Are you there? Hi, did you have something to say? Oh, you're cutting out so badly, 305, that we can't understand what you're saying. Yeah, that was I couldn't understand what she was saying at all. Um, so, well, when we're on the subject of Sirius B, I'll just talk about the people that I've been talking to from Sirius B. Um, and about uh, once upon a time, a long, long time ago, I was <laughs> doing energy medicine and um, actually doing Reiki and... Uh, Massage therapy, and I used to notice that people were coming into the room, and of course, you know, I was told when I was a kid that many of the things that I saw were just my vivid imagination and, of course, not real. Uh, But I used to see, and we're talking now about eh, 20, 22 years ago, I started uh, doing massage therapy, and I, I don't do that anymore, but I did do it back then, and I would notice that there were people in the room and um, that they were sort of like made out of light, but they were kind of yellowy. But there were people. And occasionally one would, while I was giving a massage or doing Reiki, one would stand behind me and and then merge their arms and hands with mine and then through me reach down into the client and work on them on inside their bodies. And I would have people tell me they had these miraculous healings. And I didn't know what these healings were about and I just thought these were some more of my imaginary playmates that weren't real you know just things that I I would imagine that I wouldn't talk to anybody about and then I saw oh a few years after I began seeing the yellow people in the room um, I saw the book Hands of Light and realized that and there were illustrations and there realized that the yellow people were probably really there since somebody else was seeing them and 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 painting that. So I had come to accept that what I was seeing was probably actually there. When uh, a few years later, about, well, the late 1990s, suddenly one day some tall, thin, blue beings began to appear in the room. And I noticed that if I were, for example, standing at the head of the table, they would be uh, lined up kind of like the in the Tree of Life formation, uh, you know, a rough approximation of that with two on one side of the table, two on the other side, and a fifth one at the foot of the table. And if I moved, they would move too and preserve that pattern. So after they showed up a few times, I finally uh, thought to myself, I wonder what that is. That's completely different. And when I wondered that, I heard an answer in my head. Uh, one of them spoke, and they were tall, skinny 
beams of light, like blue-gray, fading to white at the top, but they were way taller than the house I was in. I just I was just aware of how tall they were. Right. Um, and um, I um, I wondered, you know, who is that? That's different. And they spoke inside my head, and one of them said, we are the Ankanash. And I thought, oh, hmm, well, I'm going to have to look that up. And <laughs> see who else is seeing these people. And um, then I would be sort you know, you're going into an altered state when you do massage or any kind of energy work on a regular basis. You go into an altered state of consciousness. And when I'd come back and be done with the massage, come out of the altered state, I'd think, what did they say? And I wouldn't be able to remember it, like, you know, coming out of a dream. So this happened four or five times before I got the bright idea that I'd put a piece of paper and a pen on the table where I kept my oils and stones and feathers and, you know, all the things that you work with if you do energy work. And they'd show up again, and I said, now, what was your name? And they said, we are the Ankanash. Our name comes from three letters in the Kabbalah, and if you go look up those letters, you'll recognize them. And so... I wrote it down, and um, during a break between clients, I went to a Barnes and Noble and got a book with all the uh, 22 letters of the uh, of the Kabbalah and and recognized them. And the three letters meant um, I, and this is these are not the ex- the word Ankanash is not the three letters strung together. It is Ankanash is derived from these letters, meaning it has evolved into something else. Means eye, palm of hand, and flame or diagnostics. So flame, yeah. And the third meaning was like solution. In other words, we diagnose it, we send out a flame, we solve the issue. And I'm thinking, dang, that sounds like Reiki. You know, because Reiki is a flame that comes out of the palm of your hand. It's a flame of energy and light in another dimension. And um, so that they came and worked with me for a while, and then they stepped aside when I was learning another more organized form of energy medicine called Body Talk System. And they said, we're going to step aside while you learn this new system. And five and a half year, years later, they came back and said, uh, appeared in my... Uh, in my meditation uh, one morning and they were back and started giving me the details of a form of energy medicine and they are from Sirius B. And uh, by the way, one of the ways that you can tell uh, whether or not these are light beings that are you really want to work with or not is if they do identify themselves. They tell you their names, they tell you where they're from, and they don't pump your ego if somebody, if some light being is pumping your ego, you don't want to talk to them. They're not the, they're not the good guys. Well, let's see what if this person whose hand is up uh, with area code nine hundred one wants to say something. Hi, are you there? Nine hundred one. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hi. You have a question Hi. or comment? Oh, oh, mm, I just tuned in. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what's really going on. Okay, well, um, it looked like you had wanted to ask a question. Uh, if you press the one after you dial, then it looks like you want to ask a question. So you think about it, and I'll add, check with you again later. If you have Okay, to be good. I'll be here. Thank, Thank you. you. 
Okay, so um, anyway, that's what started me on my little journey. And the first time they, um, you know, they gave me a lot of information to write down, and um, I did. And then they they told me when they wanted me to start initiating people, and it was, you know, during this time when you're when you can see Sirius. It was August the fifteenth, two thousand and seven. And so now we've got uh, people initiated into this form of energy medicine on uh, all the inhabited continents, which is pretty cool. And I just read an interesting fact that said that the Temple of Isis Hathor at Dendera Dendera and numerous other temples in the Nile Valley were oriented to the rising of Sirius. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know what what's significant about Sirius. One of the one of the many things that are significant about Sirius is that you are not. Um, if you come into this universe, you cannot come in unless you check in with the the people at, at Sirius. It is ah, the yeah. If you don't do that, <laughs> if you don't do that, you are in deep doo doo. Let me tell you, um, because I've done past life readings for people who did who bypassed that and got into some big trouble. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the most important point in our universe, um, other than the oh. central sun. But um, yeah, it's protocol is for entering this universe. You uh, get permission and come through the portal. There's a portal at Sirius B, and. Um, isn't it interesting how we have protocol here, and yet there's protocol in the whole, you know, universe. So there is some type of order and structure. Mm-hmm. And it's hierarchical. There, yeah. There's a hierarchy. It's just like, you know, <laughs> we want to be free of constraints and free of all of this stuff, and and yet it, there's you got to keep order in the universe. Mm-hmm. Or it ends up like um, Independence Day, that movie with the... And we can havoc everywhere. Yeah, we don't want havoc. We want structure and order and yeah. and um It's pretty cool. So Yep. That's what the the whole Well, also the other thing about Sirius is that they're part of part of their genetic material was used to seed us when we were created. They're like the uh, father. They're one of our ancestral races. Mhm. Probably one of the most important ones. So if anybody's interested in learning more about that form of energy medicine, there's a website. Uh, they gave me a name for the type of energy medicine, medicine called Edina, E-D-I-N-A, uh, which stands for Energy Dynamics for the Integration of Natural Attributes. So there's a website called edinahealingtemple.com, and it'll tell you more about it. So... What would be your number one thing that you would want to see um, in this in this new energy? I want to see trees that have fruit on them all the time. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, ripe fruit. There's always a piece of ripe fruit. Mhm. That sounds marvelous. Mhm. And free hamburgers. <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> but not not hanging off trees. Hamburger stands where you go and you smile, and they give you a free hamburger. Yeah. And potato chips that don't make you fat. That would be an awesome thing. I think we can make it what we want it to be. 
I think so too. It's just up to us, you know, to set the intent that we all come together for the, mm-hmm. you know, the benefit of the planet and the world and um, take responsibility for ourselves. What is, would the world be like if everyone just took care of themselves? Right. You know, they, they don't have to awesome. worry about who got what or what went where, but they, you mm-hmm. know, they make a mess, they clean it up. They, um, you know, it would be just a wonderful place if you didn't have to, I guess I'm just tired of cleaning up after people. There's all these meetings. <laughs> That's what you've got going on right now for sure. Yeah, it's a reflection <laughs> of my my personal life, but, you know, but even, like, you know, emotional messes. Yes. You know, they're an emotional wreck. They're a physical wreck. They, you know, they just don't take responsibility. They just... No more illness. How about that? Oh, boy. Physical or mental or emotional. Yeah. Yeah. People, everybody tells each other the truth. Yeah. Wouldn't that clean up a lot of messes? With compassion. With compassion, Uh because I think sometimes the truth without compassion is like brutality. <laughs> it can well, really cut to the bone. That it certainly can, and um, but I think as we become more and more enlightened and aware, it's going to be impossible to lie. Mm-hmm. You know, people are yeah. going to know the truth. Period. Anyway. Right. Right. It's really hard to lie to a psychic. I giggle when people try to lie to me. Sometimes I just go, "What?" Um. Yeah, open, honest communication. So it would save a lot of save. A, I mean, the therapist would be out of business if everybody told spoke their truth all the time. Right. Well, you'd know where you stood. You don't have. There's no guesswork, and your feelings can't be hurt because you didn't know something. It's mm-hmm. it's all out there in the open. Mm-hmm. And. I think a lot of pain is caused from people withholding the truth. Right. Or wanting to spare someone's feelings and not, and only giving them partial truth. Mm-hmm. When you really need like, to Like, the do these picture. jeans make my butt look fat, you know? <laughs> yes, honey, they do. Yeah, it's like, well... Wear something different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think a nice little dress would be nice. Like a nice shirt. Yeah. Get a little mood going on. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you know, um, if thoughts manifest, then then we I, there would be no more in this in this world I envision. There's not going to be there will be no more of the um, drawing attention to things you don't want. For example, one of my pet peeves are those pink ribbons because ah. uh huh. What you what you focus on with your consciousness you manifest and the more you think about breast cancer the more likely you are to get it and every time you see a little pink ribbon you think about breast cancer and i wonder how often that triggers a subconscious or even conscious fear in someone man i hope i don't get it one and so and so number of people get it there's another one of those and they're reinforcing thinking about breast cancer how about we think about breast health yeah I mean, why are we uh, reinforcing? Because energy follows attention. So wherever mm-hmm. you place your attention, that's what you're going to magnetize. I was just going through my, um, I came across a quote I jotted down. Of, I, I need to pull it out, but it's, um, thoughts are electrical, emotion is magnetic. And, I like um, that. 
I do too, and I need to pull that out where I look at it more often because when you have a, a thought, the spark goes out, and then when you magnetize that with your emotion, when you get into a certain mind state emotion, that's what magnetizes it to bring it back. And so whether that's fear or whether that's love, whether it's something you want or you don't want, you're going to get it. You know, it's, it's, it's going to come back to you. When I you pair those up. Right, that's, um, I remember, wasn't it um, Mother Teresa? Mm-hmm. They asked to go on a peace march or a, an anti, it was an anti-war rally or something to speak yeah. at. And she, and she said no, that um, if they ever had a rally for peace, that she would be there. Mm-hmm. But um, this was anti-war, and she's not, against, she's not against war, she's for peace. Yeah, Something so it's like, like you don't focus on the war, you don't focus on the breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You focus on rosy, glowing, healthy pink tissue in someone's healthy, rosy, glowing breasts. Right, right including your own, but you don't think yeah. about breast cancer. You don't think about war. You don't think about meteors hitting the earth or gas bubbles under the gulf. You think about, you focus on beautiful, healthy, clean water in the gulf with lots and lots of plants like the seaweeds and lots and lots of fish and turtles and squid and all those guys. Dancing around joyously, yep. and the and dolphins. Focus, yep, and the technology. You focus on the technology that can bring that about overnight. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. It doesn't have to take hundreds of years to recover. It can do it overnight. Gaia is mm-hmm. a very amazing woman. Absolutely. And, um, the Earth, our mother, is absolutely phenomenal. Yep. So sending her some good juju and sending her the aid that she needs to process that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can come to her assistance. We're the ones that, you know, messed it up, and certainly we have the technology to clean it up in, you know, less time than 30 years or Mm -hmm. 100 years. It can happen overnight. So if one of the things that have been discovered that in the last 15 years or so from experiments that have been done um is that if a group of people focus their consciousness on something together, they can manifest it. Yes. And James James Twyman and uh, Greg Braden did a study on on that in in terms of having lots and lots and lots of people focus all at the same time on praying praying for prayers for peace in the Middle East. And when they did... um, this was back in the late 90s. When they did that, they um, measured the amount of violence during the period when they were saying the prayer, and it was like zilch, down to nothing, compared to before and after. And so now there's a website, if anybody's interested in this kind of concept, it's called the uh, Intention Experiment, and you can be part of more experiments like that. And and there's a journalist who's been working with a lot of um, physicists uh, coming together doing experiments that they can't really afford, they can't get funding for, but if you go to um, theintentionexperiment.com, Lynn McTaggart's website, you can participate periodically in these experiments by being one of those people who volunteers to focus on the same thing, and then they'll measure it. Right. So yep. that's and that's I, why we need I to would... focus on a clean gulf. Yes. 
Well, I was reminded of um, John Hegland, who ran for president on the Natural Law Party, I believe, years ago. Really? And he was, he's part of a global think tank, and they actually did an experiment to drop the crime rate in Washington, D.C., and they did measured results, and he had people all over the world, you know, um, he had them all coordinated and simultaneously meditated on peace in that area, and the crime rate just dropped, it just, you know, right out the bottom. Mm-hmm. It was pretty phenomenal stuff. So there is empirical proof that this, it works. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of it. But yeah. that's not well, something he, you hear about on the nightly news, is it? No, no. And actually, he was interviewed in The Secret and also What the Belief Do We Know. He's a quantum mm-hmm. physicist, and he's really into string theory. He's one mm-hmm. of my personal heroes, if you can have a physicist as a hero. <laughs> oh, that's how I feel about Nassim Haramein. I just think he's awesome. Yeah. And and there's a Russian, uh, what is his name? His last name starts with a K. I mean, I think physicists are totally hot. Some of them are just, I mean, smart turns me on. i got to tell you. <laughs> oh I remember God. that guy's name. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Anyway, he'll come to me later. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of, tests that have proven this. It's not just airy fairy pie in the sky stuff. Right. No. He's um he's put his yeah, they put their money where their mouth is, you know, and they stick their neck out there, but yeah. Anyway, the Maharishi effect is what it is. Oh yeah, cuz you know how that got started was transcendental meditation. They noticed yes. that if a, a certain percentage of the population was doing TM, the crime rate just automatically dropped yep. in any city. Okay. Yep, and they did they did a, a study. They have ongoing studies, but he did one for um, Washington D.C. and it was just speaking amazing. Speaking of D.C., did you know they had an earthquake there yesterday morning? No, I yeah, not. three three point six on the Richter scale, not enough to huh. knock down any buildings. It was five a.m., but it sure as hell. I mean, golly, it did shake people out of bed, and they came oh. jumping out of bed. Uh-huh. When you know what they thought that was, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't an attack. It was just a, and they've had earthquakes there before, measurable ones, but not anything that wow. was. Uh, mm-hmm. So Mother Earth is doing some gyrations, bumping and grinding oh. and moving her plates. Moving her plates. Well, we've had all those solar flares, and that you know it goes into the tectonic plates, and then filters up to us. So <clears throat> yep. with the eclipses and the we had a huge uh, with a CME, coronal, coronal mass ejection. Oh, and yeah. all that energy gets fired into Flares. the place. He starts groaning and moving, and it's energy. We're all evolving. Yeah, lots and lots of plasma coming in from the sun from those yes. um, ejections. Well, and that goes back to the end of the cycle with this, um, you know, beginning of unity consciousness because mm-hmm. those, um, energies are going to make it a lot easier for us and make the transition easier on our bodies, mm-hmm. give us the right frequencies, the energies that we need to adapt mm-hmm. to start this new phase because we are all in it together. There's no more separation. There's no more him against you, against me, against anyone. We're all in it we're together, all, and we're going to become aware yeah. of the fact that we're one thing. We're just all one. We're all little fragments of one big thing. 
we are all pieces of the mind stuff of the creator. And everything we do affects every everybody else. Yep. And um pretending no, it's not so true. does not make yeah. it <laughs> untrue. Yeah, you may not believe that it's true, but it affects you whether you believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I found out about energy. I can't see it. I have a knowingness about it, but just you can because feel it. I can't I can feel it. But mm-hmm. just because I can't see it or tell you what it looks like doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just like the astrological alignments, I know they affect me, so why do I just choose now to work with the energies mm-hmm. rather than, you know, fight against them or just be ignorant about it and, you know, cry because my life falls apart because mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. So mm-hmm. there's energy all around us, and learning how to pick up and read on that just makes everything a little easier. Yes, it does. Well, I would like to reiterate what I said earlier when I first started this radio show, and that is that um, this consciousness convergence is about people deciding they're going to take responsibility and step up to the plate and fulfill their divine mission uh, and make a commitment to set an intention that we shall all come together as one and manifest the new Eden on earth, and i I pledge my troth to that. I vow that I will be a piece of that, and I will be careful what I think, and I will be careful what I put out there, and I will be careful what I forward. I will not be forwarding any emails that I haven't read fully, (laughs) which is one of my pet peeves currently. (laughs) Yeah, and I won't be sending out any fear-based emails to anyone, and I will take responsibility for helping everybody else calm down because my consciousness and your consciousness and everybody else's is all one big piece. Yes. And I'm taking responsibility for, for myself as part of the whole, and I invite everyone else to do that too. Say your prayer, your vow, that you will be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And get excited and, about what's coming. Yeah, Free beer and pizza, <laughs> hanging out of the awesome. tree, or whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Not just on your birthday. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've got about five minutes left. I think we're going to do some lovely music the rest of that time. And thanks to everybody for listening, and thank you so much for hanging with me, Be- Becky. I appreciate you very, very much. My pleasure. My pleasure right back at you, and I mirror your thoughts. And sentiments too. I I set my intent for to be um, a catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. And um, to in be a good responsible. way. Yes. Or as Marvina said Friday, in a beauty way. In a catalyst a for change way. in a beauty way. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, I will I'm gonna... do my little meditation during your music, and I will catch up with you later. Okay. Thanks to everybody for listening.
hoping I 